It's a super films cast. 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 Super films cast. Super films cast. Super to super to super to super to films. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Super Films Cast 64. It's been a while. We've uh, been on a very long hiatus, but we're back. It's me, Trey Mitchell. It's Adam Fullerton. Adam, how you doing? Trey, I've just been watching movies, just getting ready for this day. Yeah? Yeah, pretty much. That's why you've been watching all these movies, just to get ready for today. Yeah, I've just been waiting uh, by the phone. Uh, Trey gave me a, a red phone, <laughs> yes. and he said, he, he said, listen, uh, I'm giving you this red phone, but on one condition, when it rings, you're going to answer that phone. Yeah, you're going to answer it. And I said, okay, that seems weird, and it went, and the phone sat silent for months. Yeah. I, I finished watching Dune, and I was like, is this thing plugged in? Is it like what's what's the deal with this phone? And then this morning, uh, it started playing Mambo Number no. Five, which is the <laughs> ringtone that Trey had set yeah. for it. Did you know it was Mambo Number no. Five when you got the phone? Yeah, but I like the part where they talk about Rita. Uh, so I I waited a little while. Yeah, and then there you go. I picked it up and I hopped on the little the little fire pole, got into my my super film suit and uh got my little tush over here yeah i see you're wearing your uh little fireman outfit right now yeah that's because i watched titane yeah there's a little fireman oh, in there. there's some fireman little... there's some fireman in there is that a spoily no not really <clears throat> i hear titane's a messed up movie okay we, we... Are we going? We're gonna go backwards through I everything we, that I watched. I think we we've been we've been gone for a while. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, especially because this is like the time where the most movies that are interesting come right. out yeah. one, and like when I'm seeking them out. Right. Um. So we have we each have seen a bunch. Some of some of these we've seen. <clears throat> we've both seen. Yeah. Some of these. Only like one of us have seen. Yeah. And I guess this can be a good guide for people that are, you know, dealing with the Omicron variant like you very right. obviously are. I have the Omicron <laughs> right now. Yeah. You're coughing into the microphone. I'm so glad that after all this time, we we are finally in the same room doing this together and you're coughing all over the microphone. And now he's he's taking a rapid test, which he has stockpiled in his home <laughs> trey has 75 to 80 rapid tests just sitting here waiting for when he's ready and it's uh, it's come back uh negative positive guys oh. i'm posy okay he's he's positive but it's okay i'm positive for the paloma virus <laughs> well that's a f stupid fucking joke i don't know why anyone would make that joke yeah i don't know that's a dumb joke it's not funny uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like every time I do a podcast, like it just excretes out of me that, all the phlegm. God, is that like your worst fear is that you have the 
coronavirus and it only gets activated when you're doing podcasts. What if that's the case? It's it's yeah, it's your trigger. That's my trigger. So I guess we should go through our lists of um movies we've seen post Dune. Okay. I've actually you probably have seen a lot more than I have. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna brag, but uh, I for sure have. So let's I'm gonna go I'm gonna start. Okay. Go for it. Have you seen Possessor? I have not. This is a 2020 movie by Brandon Cronenberg. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> little this, this crony. Mo- little crony. Uh, this movie, I so it, it, he's definitely following in his father's footsteps of a very grotesque and body horror, body horror kind of movies. No, this yeah, this is definitely body horror. It, it's there's a very grotesque scene at the very beginning, which I was eating. Uh, stromboli I got uh, <laughs> from an Italian restaurant. Oh, thank God. And uh, <laughs> I got kind of grossed out because just like the squishiness of the stromboli and the, yeah. the squishiness <laughs> a, of the movie. Okay, so everybody who's out there, first of all, we come back for the first time in months. A million b- huge movies have come back. Trey starts with a movie from 2020 that nobody watched and, it, and good- gives the review not to eat stromboli while you watch Yeah, it. don't eat stromboli while watching it. <laughs> this, is the, this is the stuff that our fans have been they just do. waiting for. Uh, what did I get? Gave it. I gave it a four stars. I think it's very good. Okay. Uh, it is about a woman who is some sort of an assassin, and uh, they kind of use um, she kind of goes like brain implants into people and like uses them to assassinate someone else. Okay, like so, Manchurian candidates. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, and then it kind of goes awry. Okay, and a bunch of fucked up shit happens. Oh no. Yeah. So that's Possessor. Where did where did you watch this? I think this is like as far as right where service. you're sitting. No, oh, I watched this on Amazon Prime. Okay, so there you go. Because I, I think that's important. People want to know where they can find these. Okay, things. that's that's good. Watched it on Amazon Prime. There you go. Next movie, we both saw this one together. Adam, the French Dispatch. We did see this together. How about that? <clears throat> that's a, this is a Powell's movie we saw. Yeah, uh, we saw it. Was there someone in front of us in the audience wearing a beret? Yes, there was. Yeah, there was for yeah. sure. Don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, they were like, "This movie has French in the." You title. know, you know, some people they go see Spider Man in their Spider Man outfit. They'll go see Star Wars. They have their Han Solo outfit on. You yeah. go see a Wes Anderson movie. You're gonna wear a beret. Yeah, and like when we were leaving, I I saw her. Uh, she hopped on her enormous one-wheel bicycle and <laughs> pedaled, pedaled her ass home. Yes. Um, Drinking a little latte. Very, like, perfectly framed, too. Oh, it's yeah. perfectly centered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, famously, famously, so famously, I am a Wes Anderson hater. Yes. Um, this movie is okay to me. Okay. I, I would say it's not, like, for Wes Anderson, it... It is, so it's split up into three parts, which is really kind of four parts, because one kind of sets up what it is, With Owen Wilson. and then there's three, and then there's three stories mm-hmm. individually. Um, and so that kind of kept me from getting super sick of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I will say I think that two of the stories are stronger than the third or I guess the other the other two uh-huh. if we're going to say there's four um I thought it was very funny that the New Yorker gave this their movie of the year considering that it is about just a Yorker. movie about the New Yorker yeah. essentially just an appreciation for the New Yorker right um I do wish that each of the different things were a little bit different because it kind of gives it like you have three sections and you're so you could do completely different styles right which everything but of course it's wes anderson so all all three are wes anderson right style but it could have been and they kind of do this in a different way but like he does like fantastic mr fox or like i love dogs like maybe one of them could have been something that's a little more animated like that they yeah, which they yeah, kind yeah. they kind of do in one of them as not a spoiler, but um, I didn't like that animation. I thought it was kind of yeah, it felt very bland. But right. you know, it was interesting. So I don't know. Not not my favorite Wes Anderson, but I do think it's better than some other ones. He's it's not as full blown Wes Anderson as as maybe I originally thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right. And because there are so many things, maybe you lose a little bit of kind of like the character connection that you may have with other ones. I think his best stuff is like Royal Tenenbaums when it is very much character centric, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I don't, I think I was in maybe not the right mood because I think I gave it three stars at the time. You were eating uh, minestrone. Yeah, minestrone. Thinking back on it now, I did enjoy it. I think the stories were very well done, and I do agree. I think that did help it, maybe, you know, not going just full overboard with. Because I think it's fun. His like world creation uh-huh. is fun, and so you get to have him create a world four different times right. in this movie. Um, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I rated it pretty high uh, eventually, but I have it at three stars, I believe. Uh, you can only see this in theaters right now, I believe. I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet. I th- I think that's correct, and right. I don't. It's probably not in theaters at this too point. much longer. Yeah. Uh, next movie I watched is a movie you watched earlier this year. Okay. Uh, called Speed Racer. Oh, okay. And uh, my review of it was: This is just like one of my favorite Japanese animes because it is a Japanese anime. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I know you didn't like it as much. Uh, it is very much a kids' movie at times. Like they have like the little kid with the monkey. That yeah, all that I bit. mean it's based it's based yeah. on the kids' TV show. Yeah, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the style. I thought John Goodman's the perfect anime dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he's just like the big lug guy who knows how to do karate or boxing or whatever he knows how to do. Uh, I I dug it. It's definitely like like whatever Wes Anderson style we're talking yeah. about. This is like. I mean, the whole thing is like that it's styled. I almost wanted it to be a little crazier uh-huh. um, in, in kind of what I was hearing people talk about with it, which is why I watched it. People were like, yeah, it's actually, I wanted it to be a little crazier, a little crazier. almost, uh-huh. but it it's visually like insane. Yeah. Like if you, like if you were to take some freaking like mushrooms during that, like, oh my God, that would probably like change your world yeah man i thought matthew fox was actually all right in this 
I'm yeah. I'm I'm a huge Lost fan. I'm not a big Matthew Fox fan, and I was actually kind of surprised how good he was in the movie because he just they didn't really have him talk that much, which is great. There you go. Uh, yeah, I thought he was actually really good. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought everyone in it was pretty good. They had Susan Sarandon. I thought the main kid uh, looked like an anime character. Uh, I I really dug it. I enjoyed it. Oh, uh, I watched it. Um, someone had it. It was on a it was on a Discord chat. Okay. Where did you watch it? I think I rented it on Prime. Okay, I did not. I watched it by some other kind of weird means. So. I didn't steal it. Someone else stole it. Uh, next movie I watched. <laughs> he was just in the downloaded car. Right. Uh, I guess I was just in the car. <laughs> you just used it to your advantage. Right. Yeah. Uh, I talked about this on the film's cast with Austin and Connor because Connor saw this movie and wanted us to watch it and lied and said it was good. Oh, no. But uh, 8-Bit Christmas. Uh, I, I have not seen this. You don't need to. Okay. You remember the movie uh, uh, Christmas Story? Yep. Um, you know how like the fifth, the eighties are just the fifties now, right? Well, this is pretty much just a Christmas story, but with Nintendo instead of a a, a rifle. So Cubert's there. Cubert's there. Uh, um, Neil Patrick Harris is having sex with Cubert. It's crazy. You know? <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. He's all right. So he is like the dad. He has a daughter. Okay. And he is kind. His daughter wants an iPhone for Christmas kids these days oh. you know they just want Classic. iphones it's true and he's like hey let me tell you the story let me about get you an abacus <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you the story about when i got a nintendo for christmas so it's like how i met your mother but how i became a yeah gamer. <laughs> yeah well yeah i don't want to ru- ruin it i, I still don't want to i don't like when people don't like a movie we'll just ruin it because they think it's crap yeah. i won't say anything about it okay but uh it's definitely like a Christmas story. Uh, 80s, man. The 80s were just so great. I'm sick of the 80s. I'm really sick of the 80s. I don't want to see another fucking kid on a bike ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. 8-bit Christmas. Like, I- I'm sure it's. it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't poorly made. I just, yeah. I just don't. I'm done with that kind of movie. Was that an HBO like it's original? HBO. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is great. I really like Neil Patrick Harris. I think he's a good actor. Um, Steve Zahn's in it. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's the he's the dad of Neil Patrick Harris as a kid. The the kid they picked does not look anything like Neil Patrick Harris. Well, either. you know why that is. Why? Neil Patrick Harris can't have. Well, no, the kid that was playing young Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> oh, well, doesn't well, look well, anything well, like him. What he has? Does he have a wife? I mean, he, in the movie, he show the wife. Okay. Well, actually, they did. Never mind, they did. There is a wife. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He's kind of made a. Well, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's. Never mind. Um. What else did I watch? <laughs> Trey's right. decided the deep end is maybe a little scary and decided to uh, go back to the safety of the shallow end. Uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Adam, okay. have you seen Spider-Man? I have not seen uh, the, whatever, the sixth highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. I've watched uh, maybe like 30 movies in the last month. 
Uh, Spider-Man has not been one of them yet. Man, did you like the other two uh, Spider-Mans? I liked the first one a lot, uh-huh. and then the second one, not as much. Okay. Well, this one, Adam, remember uh, all those other Spider-Man movies you loved? Um, Huh, that's weird. Um, uh, Is that the one where maybe something happened to his aunt and uncle? <laughs> Uh, yes okay yes those ones yeah with, with the you know the toby mcguire and the andrew garfield yeah right you got doc ock you got the green gob you got lizard man mm-hmm. you got sandman sandman you got his own sandman. <laughs> you got all your favorites yeah right well they're in this oh so they're all here they're all here um i really really like the movie now, Trey, I'm going to ask you something. Uh-huh. Do you think it should be nominated for an Oscar? You know, I I said no, but Green Buck won. So, fuck everything. I really don't care anymore. Yeah, that's fair. And, I mean, we'll talk a little bit of Oscar stuff mm-hmm. with some of the movies that I watched, I think. Um, I do feel like the front runners. Uh, I have not been as uh as passionate about right it's like no but like do you believe it it's one of the it's in theory one of the top 10 movies of the year what do you mean by that like quality wise or like sure i mean it's it's very different because it hits in a different way than like uh the lost daughter which right. I just watched. Yeah. Like, that is a good movie, well-written, very emotional. Right. This is like... And I'm saying this in a positive way because, like, I really do like the Spider-Man movies, you know. Right. I think they're well done, and I felt very emotional watching this, but it was a, oh, that is so awesome that these characters are interacting with each other in this way. And, and you know... My favorite brand has done it. My favorite brand has done it. <laughs> all of my, all, all of my <laughs> favorite things from my favorite brand. My brand. <laughs> uh, they, they don't. It's not. I guess everyone knows now yeah. that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the movie. Antonio Maguero. Antonio Maguero. They're not just cameos, right? They actually really integrate those characters very well, and. Uh, I I am convinced that Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. Like he's just so, like he's just so fun to watch and watch him interact with the other two Peters. Apparently, it's a it's been a big hit with the teen girls. Oh yeah, the return of oh the return yeah. of Andrew Garfield. Oh yeah, uh, I think I saw someone say uh, Andrew Garfield is the hottest uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> uh I did I saw that uh it was like Andrew Garfield is the Brad Pitt of Joseph yeah, Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, people people online are, are They're funny. funny. They yeah, got funny fu- tweets. Hey, hey, all these people they're funny. They're funny. Uh and I, I think Willem Dafoe was having a blast with it, definitely. Like okay. he was great. Good. He says the line. You're not so different, you and I? No. Okay. I love that line. Not that line. He says uh, the, you know, it's I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh, okay. He says that line. That was great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil that for you. You haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah, I was I was really gonna be <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat wondering if he was gonna say I'm something of a scientist. Myself. It was a it was a great great moment. I think Jamie Foxx was kind of they kind of just changed his character pretty yeah. much. The other ones weren't as memorable. They're kind of just there, but it was really about Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock and uh, the Spidermans. Well, there you go. And you know it's got like the same issues. I think with all the the Tom Holland Spider-Mans where I feel like I feel like he doesn't really have his own like thing. thing. It feels like his thing is relying on Iron Man or yeah, Do- or or Doctor Strange or now these other, you know, Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. But they they do something with the ending which you know, I think they're going to do three more movies. And it might be a good reset. We'll we'll see like how those go. Do the Mary Janes kiss? The, the Mary Janes don't kiss. Oh. You don't see uh, any of the other Mary Janes. No, you don't see uh, Emma Stone in the movie. Though well, I wish she did. Yeah, because her and Z- and Zendaya it could just be a, a power duo. Oh yeah, they could they could both be fallen at the same time. Look yeah, out. yeah, you're gonna have to catch one. Which one? Mm-hmm. Which one? I gave it five stars, but because it was just like, it, it was like, I kind of let myself just be like, oh, nostalgia is yeah. great, you know? Right. It, it just it was like, okay. The whatever. dopamine hit and you were- It hit. My eyes just went like, whoop. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize this. Toby McGuire. He looks so old now. Uh, yeah, yeah. He got mad at a paparazzi. It was great. You know, very cool. Uh, are you gonna go see Spider Man, Adam? I will. Okay, you should planning on it. So, let's see here. Uh, I have a, a couple more. Um, saw Licorice Pizza. Okay. And you saw that too. I saw Licorice Pizza as well. The Paul Thomas Anderson movie. All right, so now we're finally getting into something that maybe people want to want to hear about. Let's let's do it. Let's dig. All right, let's dig. Um, first of all, Cooper Hoffman looks just like his dad. Are you saying that because he's a little chunky? Yeah, he's got the him and um Michael Gandolfini or whatever his name is very, look right. very similar. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of. Puffy dudes with long, shaggy hair. Yeah. yeah. So, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson. It's set in the 70s. Right. In Los Angeles. Cooper Hoffman is a kid. He is 15 years old. It's kind of a... Kind of 16 a, years old. Yeah. 15. He's 15. Okay. But he's about to be 16. Right. Alana Hine. He's kind of a schemer. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a talker. He is a talker. He's a guy, he can kind of do what he wants. He's kind of, right. he's wants to be an actor and he goes and does some acting things and then there's some business opportunities and so yeah. he is able to, oh, this is, a, this is what I want to do. I want to sell waterbeds. I want to do open a pinball thing and he's able to go and talk to adults and, right. and do all this stuff. And then the whole movie is centered around him and his relationship with Alana Played by one of Heim sisters, and she's twenty five. 
she was taking his photograph for school picture day, mm-hmm. and then they kind of. It's like it's a, it's a love story. Hangout kind of summer, but they're like they're like crushing, right? Crushing real hard. He's crushing on her, and yeah. she's like. No, you're just a kid. You're 15. And then they kind of go through a bunch of different tableaus. Almost. Yeah, a bunch it's, of it's... a bunch of disparate scenes, I would say, throughout mm-hmm. a summer, which I'm not against on its face to have like a hangout movie where it's like, okay, you're just kind of in this point of time, this this time, whatever, and there's not necessarily one super strong like overarching mm-hmm. plot um i think this is pretty lower tier pta it's not my favorite pta that would be there will be blood it's no there will be blood but what can be and the thing the thing about me saying that it's not good one it it's partially me being very excited for this because mm-hmm. it is PTA and just knowing him. And it's also not really fair because it's so much better than so much other stuff. You're, I just, you're grading it on, on your, like what PTA can do. Like it's a different grade than, right. Yeah. Than being like, Oh, five this is... stars for Spider-Man. That's it's different. Right. Like there's, uh, there's so, a thing of expectations. Did you like the master? I love the master. Yeah. Like I love the master. I love inherent vice. I love like I don't love inherent vice. Okay, did you watch that recently? I did. We need to talk about that. All right. Okay, we well, can talk about that here. I, I guess. Mean, Why I just not? I really don't necessarily like his '70s stuff. I See, I kind of love dig, inherent vice. I dig. I dig Boogie Nights more <laughs> than either of those movies. I okay. think. Um, like I think Phantom Thread is the best movie that's been made since the turn of the millennium. Okay, I don't know if I agree, but explain. Well, I, I mean, I don't. This doesn't need to be a Phantom Thread review. Like, I just think that he has the capability of making whatever, like the best, the best yeah. possible movies, and he's a very, very skilled filmmaker. Right, and to see it. And then to see kind of like the flashes as well is also a little frustrating. There's so many good pieces in it, I think, where, you know, you have Bradley Cooper come in and give a, like, and they're all like crazy performances, Mm -hmm. but Bradley Cooper stuff is really good. I think Sean Penn's is even better. Um, Yeah, they don't really tie... The, those are kind of just like loose ends that never really get tied up. Right. It's kind of like, what is the point in this? And sure. the, the point is, it's like the two of the the two main characters' relationships. And specifically, it's, you know, Alana looking at this kid who's much younger than her and being like, oh, he kind of has this all mm-hmm. figured out. What am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not special in any sort of way. Um, I think that Benny Safdie's section is pretty good. Like, I like that story. Um, 
the kid from Uncut, not Uncut Gems, um, Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, he was in that, yeah. Just whenever I see that kid <laughs> in anything, I'm like, oh, oh, oh hell yeah. It's <laughs> like, this is about to... That's a great scene, too. That's a really good scene. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of scenes that I enjoy, but just kind of, it all comprehends. And there's some, like, there's one specific scene after the Bradley, I guess in the middle of the Bradley Cooper stuff, that's legitimately pretty thrilling, mm-hmm. I think. Just like the way that it's put together and done, and there's a lot of, but overall, I don't feel like you necessarily learn a ton about either of the main characters. Yeah, I guess because people have compared it to um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And so I think that's pretty... Once but Upon I, a Time I, in Hollywood might be number two on my movie. Best since movie the ever made. <laughs> since, the, since the... Since the year 2000. 2000? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's your list. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. a lot. No, that's fine. And I like Phantom Thread. All right. I think... Uh, I like There Will Be Blood a lot more than Phantom Thread, but... I'll disagree. All right. I disagree. And, I mean, not, no no shame to There Will Be Blood. Like, whatever. I abandoned my son. That's, like, an amazing scene. No, n- no hate. Yeah. Um, But I, I think with, with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it does lead to a climax. Right. Whereas, yeah, this doesn't necessarily lead to a climax. It kind of ends in a way. Yeah. And there's also, and I mean, it might, it's the same sort of nostalgia hit as Spider-Man or whatever, but there's not really a ton of, like, hey, the 70s, like, whatever. There's a little bit of, like, there's a gas crisis, but, like, there's not a ton of kind of, like, my parents, like, I once saw upon with a my time family, in Hollywood. And, and they really enjoyed like the costumes and, and the makeup and right. stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it's not as much as, but I also think it's probably it was more obscure people, like they're talking yeah. about too, right. not necessarily like Roman Polanski and Sharon right. Tate. Yeah, uh, I, I gave it four stars, but I'm I don't think it's my favorite. Uh, was a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie? I gave it a three. Okay, cool. Out of five. I like Phantom Thread. I just, uh, guess not as much as his others, maybe. I really liked it, though. And I liked it because I know a person like that character, like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like an asshole. Um, is it maybe someone that you worked with who is maybe like, uh,. Oh, Trey's, Trey's <laughs> giving me the no, it is not sign. <laughs> okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Don't Look Up, okay, the Adam yeah. McKay movie. All right. We all like Adam McKay, right? He did the Step Brothers. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Do we like Adam McKay? Uh, yeah, I would. I would say I'm. Okay, so Vice, I think, was like kind of an insult of mm-hmm. a movie. Big fan of Big Short. Obviously, you know, Big Big hit Short's it. great. Big fan of Anchorman. Yeah, his comedies. Step I think, Brothers. But- I, think, I think what it comes down to is I think when he starts getting real self-serious and real like 
people today don't care about real stuff. You look at his, you look and see, oh, wait a minute, you're the guy who directed Anchorman and Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. What are you talking about when you're uh, saying f- people just care care about Fast and the Furious and not real issues? <laughs> it's like, dude, you yeah. made Step Brothers. So I think some of that comes to that, where it's like, he can get real heavy-handed and ham-fisted and and un, un, not unsubtle with stuff, and you're just like, give me a break. But I think this is a good. I think Don't Look Up's a very enjoyable movie in general. Yeah. Um. I think just like as far as like a disaster movie goes, or a movie where the anxiety of no one believes you, no one's doing anything. And you know shit's about to happen. That's yeah. Like it's a it's a fun concept. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's a fun movie mm-hmm. as well. I'm just gonna say that like the amount of press that this movie is getting just from that like this is a movie on par with the campaign. Right. Yeah. This is this is yeah. an Adam McKay comedy movie. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be starring Leo DiCaprio right. instead of Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> like, like that's like that's kind of yeah. where I yeah. where I come from with it. So, from the idea that people are like, this is some sort of like Oscar worthy movie, mm-hmm. I say no. Did I have fun? I did. I think Jonah Hill may be the funniest man alive. Here you go. I'm going to I'm going to just keep making outrageous statements now. I think Jonah Hill is very very funny. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's the funniest man alive. He he does so much stuff well. There's running bits in this movie that I think are very funny, specifically tied to Jennifer Lawrence and you. The bag over, yeah. 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 Um I don't think Leo DiCaprio is very good. I thought he was okay. His his character is a little funny, and mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit kind of the whole, I don't know. There's just like, there's a lot of Adam McKay ideas in this as well, where it's like, kind of like, oh, fame corrupts people and does this, and uh, oh, people don't want to hear the hard truths and all that kind of stuff. And so they there's a bunch of stuff going on i don't think that leo's character really ever works especially as like a main character and yeah it's it's weird that he kind of goes into like i don't know yeah like he's like oh uber celebrity and i'm gonna start not telling the truth even though that's kind of what his whole bit was right and so but like to me like, would I have that complaint about the campaign with Zach Galifianakis? Right. Like, that's that's where I think the comparison should be. Um, and basically, I I do think that Leo did the movie to do the one speech where he yells when he's on on the set where he's like, oh yeah the network thing right yeah nobody is nobody's listening we need right. to pay in and whatever so it's. And, you know, whatever. Everybody knows it's about climate change. It's about whatever you want it to be <laughs> as far as, yeah. like, sure, science stuff. COVID, yeah. all that. Um, and, I, like, 
It's very, very smug. Yeah. It's, but I don't know. I Like, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. No. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's funny. Like, it, just because people, oh, all the characters in it are really dumb. Yeah, it's a that's comedy movie. It's a comedy, yeah. Like. It's a satire. Like, comedy, yeah. R- right. I don't, I don't understand why you're you're putting this on a thing it doesn't need to be whatever it doesn't need to be citizen kane and um i thought like that the last scene the dinner table was really good it's good yeah, yeah and just like i actually really like the editing too like all the kind of the interspersed stuff of like it kind of reminded me of tree of life a little bit in a weird way where it's just like these little interspersed like uh oh here's like a baby here's like a a city, just like stuff like that. I thought uh-huh. it was really cool. I, I thought that worked well, for in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I I didn't hate it, and I thought that last part was very emotionally sound, and uh, and, and the fact that they're able to go where they go, yeah. like it would be very easy to kind of n- like I don't know. Because it's the only way it can end, if you, for the point you're trying to make, right? I think, yeah, you can't just have it not happen or have it them save the day, right? So, I don't know. There you go. It's on Netflix. I thought the I um, think it's worth watching. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's. I thought the uh, billionaire character was real creepy. It's funny. Yeah, old Mark Rylance. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not Vice, definitely not Vice. Yeah, I think Vice just the the ending just left a bad taste. Where they're like that whole Fast and the Fear. I'm gonna watch Fast and I don't care about your. It's like, dude, eh, it pissed me off. Yeah, it's like, dude, who the fuck do you think you are? Exactly. You're not. You know, I don't know. Um. All right, this is on to 2022. Uh, Adam. Okay. There's a couple more things for me that we can go on your list Sounds good. Uh, i watched red rocket this is something you watched as well oh baby yeah in and, theaters yeah i did i i watched it um not in theaters huh interesting what is it huh let me look and see what it's streaming on mm-hmm. huh <laughs> nowhere <laughs> hmm. so this is a movie uh directed by sean baker Starring Simon Rex, who... MTV VJ. MTV VJ. And he's in a bunch of scary... Been in a bunch of scary movie movies. Yes. Uh, Man, I really dug this. Like, this is one of those real, like, fun kind of... Not necessarily a comedy, but just fun to watch. Like, bad people or a bad person doing whatever he wants. It is a very bad person. Yeah. So, Sean Baker, if you're not familiar with any of his stuff, he did the Florida Project, and he did Tangerine. And Which kinda, I definitely want to see Florida Project now. You and, haven't and, seen Florida? No, oh, not. Okay, well... I definitely want to watch that now. Okay, so it Florida... has Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's in the it. The Green Gob. Willem Dafoe is kind of the only actor... In that in movie, it. yeah. So, what he does, basically... Tangerine was shot with an iPhone. Uh-huh. Um, with, like an actual prostitute that he found. Okay. Um, Florida Project is just a bunch of kids mm-hmm. that he found, and that's kind of just like 
living outside of Disney Disney World. Yeah. So like they're right next to Disney World, but it's just these people in part. So he does a lot of like real people, a lot of it in poverty mm-hmm. situations. This movie is set in Texas City. In Galveston. And uh, I have a friend, or I guess by Galveston. Yeah, Texas I, City. Yeah, I have a, a buddy whose parents grew up here. Because I text him like, "Do you have you ever been to Texas City? He's like, yeah, yeah. my parents grew up there. I'm like, dude, yeah. this place is rough. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Simon Rex's character um, is a... A porn star. He's a male porn star right. out in L.A. who is now, for reasons that are kind kind of explained as they as they go on, has to come back to where he grew up mm-hmm. in this small Texas town. Right. And the whole movie is just kind of him being kind of a conniving. Yeah. A bad, a bad person. So not a good dude. He's he is just like, but he's the person who is bad, who is able to get away with it because they're able to be that charming. Right, you're able to, like, they're able to talk themselves out of trouble mm-hmm. while being incredibly shitty. Yeah, the whole time, and this happened. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna. This hap- This is set during 2016, during the presidential election. So there's a lot of like Trump speeches yeah. and Clinton speeches going on in the background. Um, and it this is it's not a it's not a political <clears throat> movie, but it is in that uh, like there's a reason all that stuff is in there. Yeah, it's it's not it's not Adam McKay where he's gonna. Have right. a guy in a MAGA hat, but it's definitely like kind of giving you something to it, it. It sets sort of the scene or sets kind of what this character is about. You can maybe make the you know, like, and, it, and if you don't want to make the connection, you don't have to. But and I don't think it, like it's not even like, hey, this is a Trump voter. I do not think no. I don't think that he. No one ever says anything. No one even comments on it. It's no. just there. It's just it's just there, and it's just. Yeah, a person who you are watching who will never learn, will never take any blame right. for anything. Always himself. feels like they're the victim. Someone, someone is always out to get me. Right, everything that ever bad that's happened to me is because of something else right. somewhere. Don't, uh, you know, I'm I need to save my face, my skin. I'm not going to be, you know, with his with his buddy multiple right. times. It's, oh my god! Don't even know me. Don't know who I am. Right. It's, you know, even though I'm the guy who's <clears throat> yeah. And so it's it's not a comedy movie, but so he goes It will he, probably be uh, was it nominated Golden Globes at all? I don't think so. Damn. Cuz this would be a movie that it's not a comedy, but it would be nominated in like the comedy Golden Globes. It, yeah, I would yeah. I think it would belong in the comedy category for that kind of stuff, but no, I don't it's think It's like enjoyable to watch. Right. It's not uh bring it down. So right. I I guess kind of the plot is he goes, he moves back to this city, which I, I didn't mention. Uh, I saw this at Alamo Draft House. Right. And, you know, before they show all the clips, they showed the 
uh, the tourism video yeah. from Texas City <laughs> and the way they make it look. And then, you know, Sean Baker gets inside and <laughs> shows what it actually looks Man. like. It's so it's so funny. Um, I think there might be good neighborhoods because I'm sure there probably yeah. are with all that all that oil yeah stuff but they probably showed not the great parts yeah, the parts yeah. right around the plant are right. not going to be yeah. as great right um and so he moves back in with his ex-wife and uh starts her, her mom too and and her mom yeah and you know starts selling drugs to provide for them and then um he meets a 17-year-old girl and strawberry named strawberry and he says oh she would be a perfect porn star this is going to be my key to getting relaunching my career yeah, pretty much yeah and and it goes for that it's it's very good i did watch it uh so i watched it at the alamo draft house and as soon as it ended the guy next to me said that fucking sucked <laughs> <laughs> what, so, how, was he watching the same I movie i don't know like i don't know like if he thought it was gonna be i mean it is they do all right so the poster is very misleading yeah because the poster looks like a national lampoon you know kind of movie because he's naked and he has a donut around him right and i could see like it's it's a person doing bad like he is actively like preying on this yeah young girl in order to exploit her into the porn industry his ex-wife has been in the porn industry and is out of it and is now has to be a prostitute yeah. essentially and does meth and like all all that kind of stuff like he ruins he, he uses people yeah he uses people lives. and it's and it's and turns them out and once they're done he just puts them aside when he they can't use them anymore yeah so it's an uncomfortable movie but i think it's so good oh yeah I don't know how where I have it ranked. It's, I think it's my third. You're probably gonna argue with me if you see my top three, or my top one, but uh, it's it's labeled as my third favorite movie of the year right now. Okay, we could argue about my first favorite, and so it might be my second favorite movie of the year right now. Okay. It might be first favorite. I don't know. I, I we'll don't see. understand what this means. It's uh, I put Bo Burnham inside as one. Well. Okay, yeah, no, okay. that doesn't count. Okay, uh, it yeah, it's it's. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that this that's like right up the alley of what this podcast like I would say that the level of like if we want to go back to our early days, like a Ritz. The the friggin' Brigsby Bears. Yeah. The sure. big six. And then even to be like hereditary or stuff like that. Like I think it's on that sort of like if you want to have a movie that maybe a lot of people don't know about mm-hmm. and you're talking to friends, you'd be like, you know what's pretty good? Red Rocket. And then you I'd can watch it. it and then yeah. like, if that person enjoys it, you're like, okay, we know something that other people don't. Right. Even though it's a movie that's out there for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, whatever, Simon Rex won the LA Film Critics Award for Best Actor right. or whatever. Uh, I did see the actor roundtable that uh Vanity Fair I think does yeah. every year and it was um Jonathan Majors uh Peter Dinklage Nick Cage and- Andrew Garfield and Simon Rex and they were all they were all talking about stuff 
Simon Rex said that uh, Sean Baker was just like, hey, uh, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, nothing, I guess. <laughs> uh, and it was like May of 2020 or something yeah. like that. And he was like, I need you I need you to come to Texas in like three days. Like, I'm not going to make any money. You're not going to make any money, but let's make shit. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And then like, he didn't tell his agent until they wrapped shooting and he was like hey i just finished this movie and now he's getting like awards stuff yeah. from some places like that's that's pretty cool uh and he is he's perfect for this role i don't know if he's a if he'd be good in other stuff <laughs> like he's he's kind of like that's his personality any no right. not saying he's a bad guy but maybe that's sort of his personality De- definitely anyway. the i mean some of the stuff that's on the <laughs> the alamo draft house ahead of it like his his like rap career that yeah. they talk about <laughs> beforehand is that like he he is i think kind of the guy who's able to talk himself into right into things in uh-huh. real life and so uh, i feel like there's a good connection with with that yeah. and stuff, and you know what? If he is able to find other other things where he can be that character, I think he could yeah crush it because it, it is very people like, that play the same character and make a great career out of it. Yeah, yeah. Dana McBride, there you go. You know, yep. Um, do you want to do the Matrix or Lost Daughter next? <sighs> Let's do Lost Daughter so we can make people wait on the Matrix. Somewhere. All right. Well, I watched this uh, last night and this morning. This is directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, sister of Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. star of Donnie Darko. Star of Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. <laughs> he was supposed to be Spider-Man. And Maggie Gyllenhaal, star of The Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, Netflix movie. Yep. It is about a... A mother. Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Who looks like she probably has a lot of hot flashes. Do you <laughs> think Olivia Coleman has a lot of hot flashes? Perhaps. Yeah. It In this like, movie, certainly. Yes. She's on Grease. Also, I think she looks like on like Greece. looks like um uh Catherine, uh uh Casper's girlfriend. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I think they look very similar. Um so she is on vacation in Greece alone. Mm-hmm. And she sees this other family who is is enjoying their time, and it's like a young mother played by like Dakota a, Johnson. Kind of like a, I guess is it like just a big family, or is it just like when you go on vacation somewhere, you kind of see the same people around? Maybe mm-hmm. I think no, the because the two are sisters, right? I, I mean, I know their family, but it seemed like there was like a bunch of people there. Well, right. I didn't know if it was like a big family gathering or if it was just like oh, you no. just see people. No, yeah, yeah. I think so. There is there is one, but specifically she sees like Dakota Johnson mm-hmm. and her daughter, and it kind of goes back and flashes back through her time as a young mother. Right. And at one point, Dakota Johnson's daughter goes missing. Mm-hmm. And then they find her again, and then other things. That, like, it makes it, what I'm saying makes it sound a little more sinister no, <laughs> than yeah, it is. No, it's not. 
she does something that's I wouldn't say she does it in a sinister way. No. But it's in very a, it's it's something that she there's something that she feels very badly. Right. She has a lot of guilt. Uh, she has a ton of and guilt. And this mother and her daughter is, are making her relive that guilt. Right. And you yes. see that with Jennifer Buckley through flashbacks. Going back through. Or yeah. Jesse Buckley. I'm Jess, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is a star of. I'm thinking I'm of thinking anything. anything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Didn't realize she was. A, or is she not British? Is that an accent she was doing? No, she's. Oh, uh, she is. Okay. Irish singer. There you go. That's cool. Uh, Ed Harris is in this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he'll pop in. Uh, so it's kind of about guys. It's hard to be a mom. Kind of sucks. It seems like it seems it seems like a little. And maybe if uh, you're not quite ready for that whole thing, uh-huh. it can uh, really feel like a drag. Yeah. Um. Though I think Spencer on his review said that it's easy. <laughs> yeah, he said it's easy, and he loves his kid. <laughs> uh. It's I I like this movie a ton. I yeah. think it's I think it's really good. I think it's like I think Maggie Gyllenhaal does a really good job. Uh I mean we're at the point now where Olivia Coleman is nominated yeah. for Oscars every single year and in movies that necessarily don't necessarily have other things <laughs> like well, that get other She nominations. got I mean she for Golden Globe she got nominated and Maggie Gyllenhaal got nominated. So right. yeah. And I, I mean, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal should. I think yeah. she's, I think she's really, really does a really good job uh, with this movie. Uh, I know we're not, we're not able to say a lot about it, but I do think that this is worth your time. It's on Netflix. Yeah, definitely worth your time. I know um, you, you fell asleep in the middle of it. That's no, fine. no, 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 no. Well, a big deal. I was drinking. To- yeah. And uh, so I turned it off. I didn't fall asleep, though. I fell asleep in the power of the dog. Okay. I uh, which have you talked about that yet? I haven't. Okay, we'll talk about that. I fell asleep halfway through. I didn't. I turned it off, and then I watched it in the morning. There you go. But uh, I got That's everything. Fine. It was great. I, I really enjoyed watching it. It was really good. Um, would you call it suspenseful? I mean, it's very. It's a. It's a mystery. You're kind of like, as far as like her past, you it know, is- you're kind of. Yeah, I I guess like you know, because they you have to put you put the pieces together right. kind of on on what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, I think I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I did too. Uh, f- I guess we can. How about we just talk about the Matrix last last? So go with your list, and we can talk about the Matrix stuff last last. Okay, I mean I, I'm gonna kind of go through stuff a little bit quicker. Okay. Just because, like, whatever time, do, do we care about Leon the Professional, a movie no. from 1994? Like, no, but I do like the the excuse for him not to date ten year old Natalie Portman was I just not able to love not you're ten years old Natalie Portman <laughs> I can't do that that's weird I watched uh, Nobody starring Bob Odenkirk Yeah, I need to watch that still. It's Bob Odenkirk's John Wick. Uh, my feeling is like if the movie was a little bit better, it would be a lot worse. Like it's just the right amount of bad, uh, and I ended up having more fun with it than I thought I was going to. Okay, A Quiet Place Part Two. I love both of the Quiet Place movies. Will not, uh, will not apologize. You and for Corby it. could hang out. I think I think they're good movies. I've not seen the second one yet. 
Uh, second one's pretty good. There's some stuff that first one I think is first one has at least one better sequence um, than anything that's in. So the highs of the first one I think are better, and just kind of like learning about the world and stuff. Um, this one there's there's good stuff. It's enjoyable. King Richard on HBO. Uh, Will Smith being the father of the William sisters. Uh, I feel like you've probably seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this movie, you've you've kind of seen this movie. I do think that it is going to uh, maybe encourage people to take over uh, their children's lives in a way <laughs> that is m- maybe not advisable because your children are not Venus and Serena Williams, and maybe it was not, you know, Richard Williams is full like. Yeah, he he helped his daughters for sure, and it's a tough situation. So it's a great they make story. a movie about the dad, right? Rather of the, than the, the two. two, the two greatest right, uh, tennis, tennis players. players of all time, and it's a movie about their dad, and that's because you got to have it a male as the center figure, and it, it's, I mean, it is a big part of it what he did for them, but it's a little bit weird. Whatever you're gonna see, Will Smith get nominated, and that's mm-hmm. fine. He barfs when he comes. That's what. Hey, come on, you know this. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah, twenty twenty one's been crazy here, man. <laughs> yeah, you just come forget. On. You just you forget, forget you just, that. You know, you put that in the bag of your head. <laughs> uh, come and see. Uh, Speaking of come, well, I don't. Do you know what this movie is about? No, I know it's about it's about Walking uh, Phoenix. And he's taking care of his nephew. No, Come and See is not that. Oh, movie. I'm thinking of Come On, Come On. Yeah, Come, come and, and See. I need to watch Come and See as well. Come and See is a horrific World War II movie. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that. Uh, the creepy kids in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He it's a little kid who's in World War Two. It and it is. Uh, it's a pretty freaking brutal. I need to watch it. Movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah, like, like it's good. Like yeah. it's something that I would imagine that, um, maybe people would show to, like, college film students. And be oh, like, really? This is, and not that it's like, I mean, it's Roger Deakins uh, does the cinematography for it. Um, so I mean, it is very good looking. Mm-hmm. But Spencer. So this is about uh, Spencer Hall. Our friend. Yeah, this is about our friend Spencer Hall, loving former him. co-host of this podcast. Uh, this is about Princess Diana, uh-huh. uh, and it's kind of like her final weekend <laughs> with the royal family, and uh, she goes over for Christmas and is having a mental breakdown. Did you watch Jackie? No. Okay, so this is from the same director right. that did Jackie. Um, and I thought Jackie was interesting, but her whole deal is it's kind of like the whole world is watching her in this moment and hoping that she or is waiting for her to break in like grief mm-hmm. over her husband getting shot and and killed but well i'm sorry no he finally got it through his head that we didn't want him here in dallas anymore right yes right um and so she's just it's just like a very stoic performance from Mm -hmm. natalie portman uh and this Kristen stewart gets to be a little bit kooky Uh because uh like obviously like the royal family is super fucked up Mm -hmm. um but also she's a little it's 
like it's on Diana's side, but also it's like she's got some stuff going on too. <laughs> See, I don't know the really the full story on Princess Diana. And I know a friend of the podcast, a friend of yours, Heather, uh, on her podcast, did a, a thing about Princess Diana, which I want to listen to. Because like, I didn't really get, like, I just I, I just don't understand. I just don't know the whole story about, like, why she was not liked in the family. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's. I watched The Crown. Okay. Um, just the last season of the Princess mm-hmm. Diana stuff. So I had kind of like a baseline, mm-hmm. I guess, for a lot of stuff. I think this is really, really good. Okay. I, Spencer I, is? I Even really, if you don't know the story? I think that you could watch it without really knowing the story and pretty much I mean, I it know out. who like, she is. Right, like, I know she got cheated on. I know she was beloved. They had a Princess Diana beanie baby. Right. Remember that? Yeah, it was going to be worth a billion dollars. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, Spencer, I think, is really awesome. Yeah, he's a cool dude. So there you go. <laughs> uh, come on, come on. Okay. The movie that. Wa- come on, come Joaquin on. Joaquin Phoenix. Coming on. Uh, his sister, his sister's husband is having like a mental breakdown, so she needs to go away and be with him and get him checked into like a rehab, like a mental health facility sort of deal. So in the meantime, Joaquin Phoenix, who is um who is doing kind of like a bunch of interviews. He he's like a he's a radio Podcaster. he's a radio producer for Podcaster. NPR. Okay. Yeah. Um and so then he kind of has to take this kid along with him. Uh and it's a lot about like eh, the meaning of family, the meaning of life, like the look at how kids like change things in your life and how you look at it and uh that sort of thing i've i've watched a decent amount of i i mean i've watched all of mike mills movies now because uh, i went back and watched um those over christmas time uh joaquin phoenix is so good in this mm-hmm. movie like it's such a different thing and like the way that he interacts with the kid is like very obvious to be like a good thing. I really like Come On, Come On. Um, and I think that he should get stuff. I watched uh, the other two Matrix movies. So I did too. So there you go. Reloaded Revolutions. We'll get to that, that eventually. Uh, Power of the Dog. So you said you watched half of this. I watched half of it and passed out. I've not finished it. I enjoyed the half I watched. Mm-hmm. I I do know the whole twist and stuff too. Um, I know about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It I do like kind of these weird Western kind of movies in general. Yeah. I thought the dynamic between Benedict Cumberbatch's character and Jesse Plemons' character was really good. Like it had like history to it. You felt yeah. like Jesse Plemons was just like so fucking done with the sky. How how far in did you get? Man, I remember they're like talking on the stairs about their mother. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I might need to just rewatch it from the beginning. I think uh, Jesse Plemons and um, I always forget her name. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst were uh, talking in a field, and he <laughs> said like, well, he some... said like, I don't want to be alone anymore. Right. I'm glad not to be alone anymore, or something like that. Okay. So yeah. maybe you're like 30 minutes in. Okay. So maybe I thought I was more than halfway. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw him jerk off in a pool somewhere. I don't know. 
I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. I know. So, I know what that what part you're talking right. about. So I've only seen. I liked it though. I thought, and I know the whole idea of it. I know the the twist of it, yeah. which which it's interesting to watch. Like seeing that, it's like okay, that this makes sense. Uh huh. Um, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch is great. I don't think he should ever speak in a non-British accent because I think his voice is so good. He's a rough, He's, tough he cowboy man. To. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I yeah, I I kind of dug it. I there is a funny letterboxed. Actually, I probably that's a spoiler. I shouldn't say. It. I'll say I'll say it afterwards. Okay. But there's a funny letterboxed uh, on that too. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy what I watched so far of it. Okay, I am not as crazy about this as everyone seems right. to be. Um, I think I understand why people are crazy about it. But yeah, I like westerns though. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't yeah. know the. Jane Campion, like, it looks great. Yeah. There's a lot of good performances. I wish there was more Jesse Plemons. Kirsten Dunst, I really don't... There is one scene with Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, The rest of the time, after that point, I don't really understand her character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh for what it is I don't really like the like everybody's losing their mind over the kid I don't think the kid is particularly good he's the kid from um the road oh is yeah. he okay I didn't know that uh I eh, this this didn't really this one wasn't just like hit me as like mm-hmm. uh okay yeah, this is one of the best movies of the year. And it's it's like, do you think the... Because I think what you're saying, like, the runner-ups aren't necessarily, like, resonating with you. Yeah. Is it like, oh, it's a very well-made movie, but this just doesn't, like... Like like Red Rock, and I feel like vibe with both of us. Right, right. Way. And that's... And, yeah, like, there's... And there's times when... But like, Parasite. Stuff is, yeah, that like, vibed. Like, Parasite vibed, for sure. Like, I think we both dug shape of water yeah in that way at the time i mean we yeah we may <laughs> it may feel differently now i but, like Guillermo del toro that maybe isn't my favorite of his movies um yeah this one not not okay for me i mean it's not a green book no 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 i mean uh, maybe this is more but even like nomadland i you see nomadland i was i liked it but like, I was like like i liked it I would say I like Nomadland more than Power of the Dog, and it does seem like this is the front runner for the Oscar. Right I didn't like Nomadland because right it was like go outside. I'm like I don't want to. Yeah, going to go outside. I'm not Tra- doing it. Trey wants a movie about someone sitting at their computer. <laughs> well, that's why uh, my number one movie of the year is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's named Inside. Right. <laughs> uh, I watched Tick Tick Boom. I uh, okay. I watched the first five minutes of it on New Year's Eve, or no, I guess New Year's. It was midnight, mm-hmm. and I was extremely high because I ate too much of a gummy, and I didn't feel like watching any more of it because I was freaked out. Huh? Were you in Colorado or California? <laughs> yeah, both both uh, states. Oh wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, did you like Tick Tick Boom? Uh, I did not like Tick Tick Boom. Uh, this is more of a it's not for me sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh. There's 
specifically at the beginning of the movie, they do the thing where they fast talk. Like they're just waiting to get to the songs uh. where they're, where it's just like, there's, it's a thing that's in musicals where there is no breath between any line of dialogue and everybody's mm-hmm. like, they're speaking over each other. Yeah. Almost. They're rushing to get through all the dialogue scenes just to get to the, the stuff. Uh, it, it, it not not the worst thing in the world. Like, there's some. So I, I just if not for me. It's on Netflix. If if you're uh, if you're a musical guy, uh, I think there's I think there's much worse musicals. I still haven't seen West Side Story, um, which is we supposed to be very. We did see Dear good. Evan Hansen. We did see Dear. Ev- it's way better than Dear Evan Hansen. So there okay, you go. There you go. Andrew Garfield can sing. I will say. He's very talented. Uh, he's yeah. He's he's a talented. He seemed a little guy. like spastic from like the previous yeah. trailers, though. Right, and that's kind of he's the whole thing is like, when is this gonna happen for me? Like, I'm I'm a genius, and this is gonna be a thing, and so I'm so worried about this part of my life. It's like, hey, dude, just <laughs> just be a waiter at the diner. <laughs> Why do you have to be so concerned about your weird space musical that you want to do so bad? Um, but there, like, there are good, there are good parts. I think in general, like the thought process behind it. I don't think Lin Manuel does a bad job directing it. Um, but overall, you know, just not for me. Klaus, I watched before Christmas. Klaus. Klaus. Uh, this was came out in 2019. It was Oscar nominated. If you're looking for something to watch around next Christmas time, I highly recommend it. Very oh, good. Oh, okay. I know what this is. The it's animated, a yeah. it's an animated movie. It's got J.K. Simmons as the Sandy Claus. Um, Jason Schwartzman plays a little postman, and maybe it explains some of the stuff about Christmas that you don't really understand. It's pretty fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. This is a documentary done by Questlove. It is about um, the like Harlem Harlem Arts Festival. Oh yeah, I believe is what it's called. Um, it's basically just a bunch of like a bunch of soul music. Uh, soul music. Soul music. There's a maybe a little bit of Motown, a little bit of a lot of funk stuff. Uh, that's all happening. It's the same summer as um, uh, Woodstock, and all these concerts were happening, all this footage. They were kind of just like nothing was ever really done with it, and it's a bunch of performances. If you like music, like that kind of music, it's very enjoyable. There you go. Uh, Lost Daughter. Uh... Encanto. It's a Disney movie. It's the latest Disney movie uh, where it's a family and they all have, uh, they're basically the X-Men. They all have little powers. Wait, this isn't Incredibles though. This is not Incredibles. They're not superheroes. They are a Colombian family who live uh, in the jungle and they're... uh, 
their magical powers are starting to disappear. And then one of the family members... Oh, so who it's Spider-Man 2. So one of the family members who does not have any magical powers goes on a little quest to be able to bring their powers back and to save the family. Why do they need these powers? Well, because it's, it's nice. <laughs> how is it going to save the family if they don't have power? Well, the whole house is going to fall down, Trey. The house falls down if the family is not in a good place. It's They're in this magic house. They call it a casito. Why but doesn't she have powers? She doesn't. Well, Wait you don't know. She's going to get her powers by the end. Trey? The pow- no. The power is family. Oh, that's so what the see, power maybe, is. Maybe Trey knows something <laughs> about this movie. There we go. That's the real power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, it's family. Uh, and then Titan, which I want to see that. I have it. I have it. Um, I have a. I have a ticket to go see that in a theater. Oh, or a very legal way to watch it. I have a legal way to watch it. Yeah, I was. Uh, in the trunk of Trey's downloaded car watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I watched that this morning. Uh, mm, being in the trunk of a car maybe applies to this movie a little bit. Do you have sex with that car? Uh, yeah, yeah, she has sex with the car in yeah, this movie. That's what I hear. Yeah. It's like a Fast and the Furious movie, pretty much. Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. Vin Diesel's had sex with the car. I mean, it's ne- never in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the next one <laughs> this one's for Paul <laughs> this is for Paul <laughs> Um. so Raw I still haven't should I watch Raw you first you haven't watched Raw I need to watch Raw I wouldn't necessarily you don't have to watch Raw to see this Raw it's kind of like a, uh, that's a movie about a lady who goes to college she doesn't quite fit in so she starts eating people uh, she just has the taste for it. It's not really why she starts eating people, but she she eats people. That's part of it. Um, same director for uh, Titan, and it does feel like in the beginning, it's like, oh, this is, you thought my last movie about the lady eating people was crazy? This lady has sex with a car. <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden, it gets into the middle of the movie, and it's so fucking good Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's just like like I don't I don't want the car fucking to not be a part of it (laughs) but it it is like a weird casing Mm -hmm. around like a really amazing moving story that's in the middle of this movie Mm -hmm. and so, so I mean some of it makes the other stuff work if I explained the whole plot to you, as I did to my wife, this morning, like, there's no way to make it sound not just completely fucking sure. insane and, like, that it wouldn't, like, it would not make any sense. But it is really good. It's in French. Um, oh, it's all in French? Yeah. Oh. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> now I'm not going to watch it. Okay, yeah. Trey is still eating his freedom fries. I am. <laughs> He's still, still opposing. Um. So there you go. That's everything. Great. Matrix. Matrix. Um, watch the uh two sequels. Yes. Reloaded Revolutions. Right. Reloaded felt like a Matrix movie. Like I felt like that felt like a Matrix sequel, whereas Revolutions felt like 
the third Hobbit movie where it was just a big battle, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like. It, it was just a big battle, and it was like a climax. It was just a bunch of climaxes. And it There's, just didn't work for me. Yeah. I think the second movie is really very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I remember watching it as a uh, when I was younger and being like, oh, this is this is trash. Uh, I don't think it's trash at all. I think it's fine. Like, it's not the Matrix, which I think is no. very, very, very it's groundbreaking. Very good. Yeah, for so many reasons, it's unique and it's hard to kind of do that again, right? Because it's such a unique concept. They did so many unique things with the bullet time and all the effects and all that stuff, and it's very hard to go back and redo that yeah. magic. And then they send them for the second one. I just I think the fight scenes are are still good. Like the mm-hmm. scene on the roof with the like hundreds of agents yeah. coming in no, and doing looks, that sort of stuff. It, it looks real bad. It doesn't look good anymore, but yeah. whatever. I think the scene in in the hallway where they have the weapons, I think the stuff with the the, with the, the dreadlock scene. twins, yeah, yeah, the yeah. chase scene, like all that stuff it's great. is great. I The stuff with the... Uh, the architect is, I think, interesting mm. at the very least. Uh, the stuff with the guy who makes the little orgasm cake is like that stuff's, I think, all interesting and good. And then the third one, I don't think is very good, but I do wish that more bad movies now were bad in the way that, like, hey, I'm going to take a fucking swing at this. Yeah. Uh, like, I kind of dig the Neo stuff, even though it seems to get pushed off to the side. Like, the Neo Trinity stuff I, in the I third like movie. I like the whole... It just felt like a big battle scene. Like, the whole right. thing. It There's just wasn't interesting. And it's like, I didn't really invest myself in these characters at all. I don't really care about this kid or this this general i care right. about neo yeah i don't know why i'm supposed to care about this and then there's yeah. a lot of time away from neo and then it gets to neo and it's him and uh agent smith at that point they're like okay what if he was just uh what what if jesus was bad <laughs> uh i like i like the idea of them being like the counterweights yeah to each other and then they go they have a dragon ball fight and it's right. like all right uh, like part of the stuff that makes the stuff in the first matrix cool is that there is like some limits mm-hmm. like it's like oh we can bend and get out of the way of bullets and stuff like that it's like yeah that's fun as opposed well, to just like, like goku becomes like a god you know yeah like it's <laughs> yeah i don't so anyway, so that leads us to Resurrections. I think uh, the movie has a lot of really cool ideas. I I don't know how much it worked for me as a movie, though. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think um, the stuff at the beginning with him, with the, the game, and, he's a gamer. and it's very... Yeah, he's a game developer. And it's, he has three three screens. And it's, he has more than three, bro. He's got a ton of screens. He's got uh, a cool mouse. He does. He's got one that goes uh, diagonal, a screen that goes diagonal. Yeah. Uh, I thought a lot of that stuff uh, was really neat. Like, it felt very meta. 
like it felt very much like um, Lana Wachowski was writing sort of how she felt about having the, to make another movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and just like also just maybe the discourse about the Matrix the last 20 years or so. Right. You know, like, what is it about? Bullet time. And it's like, it's not real. And then there was a line about they took your idea and bastardized it. Sort of a, a deal where I think that's interesting as someone who creates something and how people take it. Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff was really interesting. I wish they maybe went more with that kind of stuff, which it felt like once they got into the Matrix part, it kind of just fell apart, you know? And, you know, I, I, I was kind of, I guess, Neil Patrick Harris's character was supposed to be the... He's the analyst. The new analyst, and then um, Hunter guy is... The new the Smith. The new Smith. Which, all right. That is the thing that worked least in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I think the the new Agent Smith. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like him as Smith. I, I think all, of all the things that I thought I wouldn't have to worry about in the movie, I didn't think that, like, the action stuff. Action, it, they were, like, sporadic and it just didn't feel right. Yeah. You know, is we like it all doesn't look no, like the the scene when they're in like the the stairwells with all those people was like was that supposed to be the big action moment right like that wasn't it didn't work yeah it didn't feel great at all and then it didn't look good Keanu is doing his little force field thing yeah a million times yeah because you can't have him fight. Right. I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, I I agree. Like, it it is kind of. There's two real. I don't know. Two real sections. Maybe there's even three. But it's just like Lana being like, "Okay, here's why I feel like I have to do this movie," yeah. and like I'm going to lay it out, and it's gonna be. Hey, they're gonna do this with or without you. Like yeah. it's a line and thing. Our our people at Warner Brothers want a sequel. Jeez, and it's, it's like, like what is this? Uh, <laughs> all right, I guess we're just not even gonna be, you know, yeah, not even gonna sugarcoat it. Between this and Space Jam, don't need to hear Warner Brothers said yeah. as a piece of dialogue in a movie ever again. <laughs> like I don't want to be aware of it. Like, imagine if Spider-Man was, like, uh, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's, like, uh, it, it's... Disney. I don't, I don't like this. Um, but there is, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff about that. And then, like, it, the it just stuff feels at the... So- the Oh, go ahead. The stuff at the end, jumping ahead to the end, but like Neil Patrick Harris being like, they don't want what you want. Mm-hmm. They want what they're safe with. They want what they've yeah. they've seen before. All that, like all that's talking about movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, listen, you can make this special thing, but they want what they what they feel safe with. Yeah, and I'm. I'm fine with that. Which you could say that's what the two sequels were. You right. know? That's like, we want more we of the Matrix. We wanted more of the Matrix, right. Right. 
And that's what you're given. You're given two big action movies. This didn't feel like a big action movie. This felt like a extremely meta. Here's my fourth Matrix movie. Shut the fuck up. And it is. Which is fine. Right. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'd rather have that exist than for them to give the property to somebody else. Yeah. To do whatever with like to to make Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how many bad reboots have we seen to see the new fucking Ghostbusters or whatever. Sure. Or I, I don't know where it's like so serious about like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But it, at the same time, like, I do like the Matrix. <laughs> I don't. I don't want it. I don't. I didn't want there to be another movie. Because I mean, it was never going to be anything that was going to be like you, you can't read good. it. Yeah, you can like, never, what are you? Yeah. And if you're going to do it with Keanu Reeves, why is? I don't understand the whole Lawrence Fishburne stuff. Yeah, well, he's canonically dead. Okay, so we're Neo and Trinity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you know what's funny is he canonically died from like a video In game a that no MMO, one played. Yeah, right. MMO game that no one played. I don't know if no one played it, but it's not very well known. You know, it's not a well known right. thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get why they didn't bring him or um, Hugo Weaving back. Right, because like that. Hugo if you're Weaving gonna was, do, yeah, I understand. Like whatever, you don't want the nostalgia trip, or you, or, yeah. Or you do, like, but you... the whole movie was kind of a in a different right. way. Well, not in a Spider-Man way, but it was a nostalgia trip. Yeah, for sure. Know? And I don't like. It was a little more. It just feels weird that yeah. if I was if I was Warner Brothers, I would say, I, no, I want to see Lawrence Fishburne in this movie. Yeah, especially Lawrence Fishburne. I guess Hugo Weaving, Hugo would Weaving be cool, but... is fine. Like whatever, unless you want. But I don't understand the Lawrence yeah, Fishburne I don't stuff get why at he's all. Not in there. I do think the ideas behind, like what has happened to society, in the real world, I think that was an interesting, like where it has gone. Man and machine are kind of now working together. They're kind of working together, and the machines fought each other. Now they're kind of doing this whole thing. Like I, I liked the stuff where they're able to bring programs into the real world using mm-hmm. the metallic thing. Um, I didn't like. I thought the stuff that they did with it, where the like bot deal, where the eyes. Yeah. Did the little Matrix thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was cool-ish, but I do like... One of the things I liked was all the... the grotesque, like... All the people... Yeah. I just like all those pe- same-looking people fighting somebody. I think that's yeah. fun. More so than just like, okay, right. here's a bunch of just bodies, little meat meat boys. Meat, meat socks. Yeah, I didn't really understand what the, what the whole point was. I guess it was just to get Trinity and Neo together. Why are we getting them together? Because the power, because when they get together, it means trouble for the Matrix. Okay. So that's why. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't understand why we had to get these two together. I don't know. Just to do it? Well, because that's what what defeats the Matrix. I get why 
Neo wanted to wake up Trinity, I didn't get why Neo needed to be wake up in the first place or woken up in the first place. Just to defeat the Matrix again? Yeah. They're sick of this Matrix stuff. Sick of this Matrix stuff. All right. Yeah. It's not like... I enjoyed a decent amount of it. But uh, for the most part, it's eh, whatever. Yeah. It's It's a mess. It's such a mess. And like, if you were to like be like, all right, what were they doing when they were like, like all the stuff Priyanka Chopra is explaining for their plan thing? Yeah. No clue what any of that is. Um, some of the stuff that Neil Patrick Harris is doing where he's able to just like kind of freeze time and walk around and do stuff. It's like, okay. So it's like, pretty much unstoppable now so like what are you like what are you gonna do there wasn't a dodge this though that There's, sucked he still knows kung fu i still know kung fu i thought he was okay austin said that he was terrible i didn't think he was horrible he's terrible he is in everything he's bad in everything yes but i thought he played neo right as much like i mean because that's that's Keanu. He's, you know, I like Keanu. Um, I think it's interesting, though, if you've never seen a Matrix movie and have no idea what the Matrix oh, is. Oh, no, you, this would not stand out. Well, no, me. I think, like, you could watch at least maybe the first half as a movie where someone is losing their mind, where someone is going through psychosis, like, bad. Because, like, that's the whole idea is, like, yeah, he, they think he's, like, having a mental breakdown. Right. Going through psychosis. And I guess you could watch it in that way if you've never seen a Matrix movie ever. Man, that would be miserable. <laughs> if you've never seen a Matrix movie ever? Well, or I, <laughs> through psychosis. Well, I guess both. <laughs> uh, no, just like watching that movie without having seen the Matrix. Like, I'd be interested to see, see someone who's never seen the Matrix and to watch that movie. Or any, have, I guess, or even just have any idea what those movies are in general. Yeah. You know. So Trey, you put out a tweet earlier. I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. I uh, we've been here so long, I forgot. God. All right, yeah, let's make this God. longer. An hour thirty. This is like back in the day, man, where we did a three-hour podcast on uh, Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Oh man. All right. Uh. Here's some of the response. I got a ton of responses. Right. Ask what your favorite movie of 2021 was. Okay. And uh, David Carson or David Casson at Do Your Own at Time says Old Henry. What was Old Henry? I have no clue. Some of what... these answers might not be real answers. Uh, <laughs> Old. <laughs> he's probably a fake. At Rookie Mistake says nobody. The no, but okay. The Bob Odenkirk film. We got old, uh, old napkin eye says Strawberry Mansion. Do you know what Strawberry Mansion is? I I don't know Strawberry Mansion. Old Henry. It looks like is a Tim Blake Nelson movie. Okay. Um, it looks it's a a western sort of deal. Mm-hmm. It looks like from. <laughs> I mean, I Tim Blake Nelson is pretty good, but uh, this looks like the most. Red oh, box God. ass movie yeah, I've ever seen. Look like Red Box. <laughs> okay. What was the other one? Strawberry. Uh, Strawberry Mansion. Okay. Strawberry Mansion. 
that sounds like uh let's see here strawberry mansion is i'll say uh Catherine uh Catherine said um i didn't see a lot of movies just series this year oh okay strawberry mansion it looks like uh some sort of what the fuck is this i don't even know in a future where the government where the government records dreams and taxes them, a dream auditor gets caught up in an aging eccentric's dreams. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. Uh, Life to Smoochie Stere- okay. uh, says pig. Okay, so Life to Smoochie is the person. Yes. Not. <laughs> no, that's the okay. person. Pig on it's Hulu. Pig on the Hulu. Yeah. Very good movie. Yeah. We both like this. Yeah. Um, who the fuck cares? That's what her name is. Says death to 2021. Okay, that is a uh that I don't think that's a movie. It's like a end of year roast. Yeah. Um Pi Pi at real dotty D says dunk. I think he's trying to say Dune. D U N C. Or maybe Dunkachino. Maybe, maybe he was talking about a, he just saw a dunk, a clip of a dunk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I uh, logged that movie with <laughs> the, the thunk. Maybe he's thinking about Space Jam. We got a few dunes here. We got uh, uh, Tad Davis just gave the little Timothy Chalamet gif. Oh, okay. Or gif. Mm-hmm. Uh, Witcher Simp Tequila Travis says Dune. Okay. Uh, our friend of the podcast, Perry Dactyl, a Perry Dactyl show. Says, uh, I didn't catch a ton of new movies in 2021, but Dune is P hard to beat. I do have a soft spot for Suicide Squad, though. Suicides? Did you see Suicide Squad? I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. that on here. Suicide Squad, funny. First first part. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole movie, man. I don't I was... remember it too much. Well, there you That's go. very un- unrememberable to me. I, I enjoyed it. Dapper AF. My boy says inside. So All right. It is a movie. No, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I agree. It's not really a movie, but it's still my number one movie of the year. Okay. Uh, same as uh, BoJack Horseman's name, my favorite show of the year, even though they come out uh, last year. Uh, well, Jenny, <laughs> at Steampunk Muppet, uh, Jenny Pancake says, Dune or Pig? But I didn't watch a ton of movies. Hey, Dune or Pig? Yeah. What does that sound like? That sounds like my top two movies of the year, Trey. Oh. Might be my top three. Uh, Alex at Alex Shap says, I loved Card Counter okay. and Licorice Pizza. Did you see Card Card Counter? I did not. Okay. I, I You had mixed reviews on it, I think. I right? did. It's like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that is bad, and then there's some like really awesome stuff in it. At Text 2 West Seattle, this is Scott says the movie Jaws. Huh. Never heard of it. No. Uh, skin, skin Wade, Jeff Whoa. Skin Wade, uh, hey. says shit house. What oh, year are you asking okay. about again? I think uh, he's buddies with the director. I think it's his nephew. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. I need to watch that. Yeah, I definitely need to watch. Uh, that. shit house is good. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, skin, way to go with uh, whatever you did to make that boy. <laughs> um, Kurt Zimora. Said Red Notice. Uh, all right. Kurt, can you block Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> I seemed like they were, I mean, they gave me the GIF and everything, so they must like it. Yeah. Daft Punk, or Daft Pun <laughs> at Cooper Earl Jones says Sing 2. 
I've heard people people like Sing too. Yeah, I haven't seen the original Sing. Not I don't either. have I don't have kids. Um, I did watch Encanto on Encanto in Canto. Encanto. Yeah, I feel like if I say Encanto, I sound like the whitest human alive. Encanto. <laughs> uh, all right, guess Corbin. what? Watch and Sing too. Let's do it. Corbin says, "No way home." No way home. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Travis S. Murphy says, "Ghostbusters Afterlife." Did you watch that? Um, I think I'd rather fucking kill myself. And two minutes ago, Blue, Blue B eight six one two four says, "What Willie's Wonderland?" That's that uh, Nick Cage movie, right? In uh, that's Five from, Nights at Freddy's. That's from a bunch a few years ago, right? Oh, it is. I th- maybe, maybe it's ago. not. Maybe it's not. All right. There you go. I thought that came out maybe the same year as uh, uh, whatever that other Willie's one we watched with Wonderland? him. Oh, Mandy. Mandy. No, that's after Mandy. Willie's. Maybe that did come out this year. Willie's twenty twenty one. There you go. Yeah, man crazy all right well you picked the wrong nick cage movie it's been a hell of a year how about that do we want to give our favorite of the year let's do it all right new year new year new us same us i guess same us um so we can give her like our top 10 or whatever or how how much we want to go on the list 10 10 is fine for me okay my top 10 Number one. Nope. Start nope. from ten. Come on. What are you doing? All right. Can, do, can, what, can I, I thought you a, were in radio. Can I have inside as one still or no? I would rather you didn't. All right. I won't. And I have to count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number number ten for me. We don't have to go through them. That you know. Yeah. You can just through them. Go through number fast. ten. Uh, Mini Saints in Newark. Go, oh, or oh, okay. oh! So uh, my, my number ten was Quiet Place Part Two. Okay, number nine, uh, Malignant. Okay, I did not see Malignant. Very good. Yeah, it is a very. It's a horror movie, and uh, it's very crazy. It's insane. It's really good. It's really well done. It's a movie you kind of you don't have to watch twice, but you you re- re- realize things are a certain way. Things are things happen that are very strange, and you kind of see why that's as it goes yeah, through. As it goes through, okay, it's really good. Cool. Uh, number nine for me was Titan. All right, I, I'll probably be on my list once I watch that. I think um, number eight was Don't Look Up. Okay, uh, my number eight was Barb and Star Visit Vista Del Mar. Yeah, I remember you talking about that and like that movie. Can we uh, maybe I take another second to remind me? This is, it's out there now. Okay. Uh, it's on Amazon, I think. I did have a friend who heard my very glowing review of it, and he watched it, and he was like, I kept wondering what was wrong with me because it, it all fucking sucked. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, dude. It's very specific. Uh, but I was flying on a plane. Um, I don't remember where I was going. Um, but it was one of the options that was on the plane, and... Uh, I put it on again. Just as funny the second time. It's like it's so good. Seven, the Green Knight. Hey, seven, the Green Knight. Look at that. Look at us. How about that? How what? about that? Very ending. Good. Ending is uh very good. 
very very good. Yeah. Uh, a little some some stuff could could go from the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, it looks looks great. Yeah. And just kind of general. Uh, hoping for good things from the Northmen. Yes, very excited for that. Which Robert Eggers. the the trailer for Green Knight. Kind of reminds me for the trailer of Northman, but Northman seems like it's going to be a little more action, though. Yeah, for sure. Number six, you will not have this on your list. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, number six, not on my list. Uh, my number six is The Lost Daughter. That is my number five. Lost Daughter. Uh, my number five is Red Rocket. Okay. Uh, my number four is Pig. Oh, number four. Okay. Uh, my number four is Come On, Come On. Come On, Come On, which I want to watch. That might that might go on my list. We'll see. Uh, number three is Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. Uh, my number three is Spencer. Oh, that's cool. Uh, number two is Red Rocket. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, don't disagree with that. My number two is Pig. And my number one is Dune. Yeah, my number one is also Dune. Dune, Dune which... movie of the year. Um, movie of the year, I will, it's not a complete movie. No, it's not. You got part two, but I mean, so did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I think even like Fellowship of the Ring, I think has a stronger ending than, like it feels like it is like a complete movie in a way that I don't. Because you have the Fellowship come together then break apart. Right. There's like a complete arc. Right. Whereas... This movie gets about halfway and then kind of stops, which I, I think should I should probably withhold a little bit of praise until you kind of see it all mm-hmm. completed. But uh, I'm reading that second book now. Yeah, yeah, Messiah. All right. Well, that's uh, we'll talk to you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's all the movies you need to hear about. All the movies you need to hear about. There are no other movies from last year you need to hear about. Hey, guy who watched Red Notice and I said that Tracia Block, yeah. Um, maybe watch like any other movie. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I started saying that I was going to apologize to you, but I'm I'm not going to like. Come on, dude. You're better than you're better than that. And I I want you to have better than that. Okay. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Not going to turn his back on his precious followers. (laughs) And more next time on Super Filmscast 64!